Welcome to the Religiously Offensive Podcast. For like four forty-five today. I love that. Okay. And boys, what was the? So, how many languages options. can you say thank you in? Over under six. Just off rip, what do you think? I mean, I I think I got four at best. JJ, you think he can get four, or you think you can get more? I think I think maybe more. Oh, you could no. Oh, me either. If I could do more than that, yeah. Could you beat four? Maybe. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, let's figure it out. Let's I mean, how it. many we got? All right, count so we them got, off. We got thank you, gracias. Well, this isn't like konnichiwa. Bye. Okay. Can we fact check konnichiwa? I don't know. Is that Japanese? I think so. I think that's right. Pretty sure that's right. It writes it in Japanese. Like, I know. I'm like, how uh, <laughs> to say thank you in Japanese? Oh, it's those symbols, clearly. <laughs> arigato. Arigato. Tomo arigato, Mister. That was gonna be my next guess. Might be okay. So konnichiwa. Konnichiwa might be hello then. Oh yeah yeah yeah. So, so you're, down to three. <laughs> you're down to three. I would have gotten that though if I knew if, uh, if someone was like Kanichiwa is not it. All right, I'll give. I think I knew. I think we I knew gracias, obviously. Thank you. Does that one count? We'll count it. Thank you, English. Yeah, yeah. So you got in Spanish and English. All right, so yeah. we're gonna. We'll give you arigato. Yeah. Okay. Because that was gonna be my second guess. That's three. Guntov is that German? That is not. <laughs> that is not. I know how to say it in German. Uh, is Danke? That is correct. Sprechen Sie Deutsch. Danke. Yeah, I, I knew that one. That's thank Danke? you. Danke. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sprechen yeah, Sie Deutsch means speak German. Yeah. Grazie. Italian. Grazie. Uh, yeah, I should have thought about that. that one's easy. Yeah. What's it in Latin? It's got to be close. Oh, you can't. Don't try to cheat there. Gratis. Okay. <laughs> That's five. We're up to five. Um, There's, well, a, big one you're miss- There's a big too. one you're missing that you'll both know for sure. Let's see. Well, just give us the language. No, because you'll know it. I like the French. Journey. Yeah. So French is we oui is yes. Oh, you totally know this. Yeah, you know, vous plaît? know it. No. It's not that complicated. Simpler, it's hold simpler. on. We? Uh, oui? Shoot. Thank you. We oui is yes. <laughs> I'm trying. No, I'm just thinking of all the different French things that I know. Just very limited. We do know it. You do I, I know absolutely it for know sure. it. We probably just say it off the whim, but I can't think about what it is right now. Yeah, I got it. Merci. Oh, merci. Uh, Gosh, damn. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> no, I, w- I wasn't going to get that. How many thank yous do you know? He's got to have. I mean, your time overseas. That's six. In, I know in Lithuanian, it's thank you is achu, like a sneeze. I'll never forget that. When I learned that, <laughs> achu. I was like, achu. Lithuanian. Achu. Smart people. You know, it's simple, simple words. Swedish, it's tak. 
So when you sneeze, do people just say you're welcome? That's exactly. That was literally my Instagram caption on that picture. Did you know in Lithuania? That's you. You're welcome. Exactly. That's funny. That's crazy. In Serbian, it's Vala. H-V. Vala. A-L-A. Hmm. Okay. What else? I don't know. How do you say it in, uh, how do you say thank you in Arabic? I don't know. It's... I don't know anything in Arabic. Well, we were there, uh, and I, we were in Dubai and I didn't, sh- Shakran lock. Jeez. <laughs> Doesn't ring a bell. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Ro- rolls off the He's like yeah. surprised. He's like that's way too many syllables. Okay. That's that's what gets me about like like Sh- the Japanese shukron. I don't know. Like it's, yeah, but it's funny it's like I don't even you you look at their symbols and and they just it doesn't make it's just like uh Chinese like Japanese symbols. Yeah. Like I mean Arabic just doesn't make sense to me. And they're so tough. They go right to left, right? Arabic. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then there's like the, the language that Jesus actually spoke back in that day, which is Aramaic. Right. Which is even separate from that. And that kind of. But Aramaic, is that still Latin language? I don't know. I don't think so. Hebrew's not. Cause, but yeah, Hebrew and Aramaic, I think, are similar. They are similar? Okay. It's based on Hebrew. A lot of those, I don't know which came first. Hmm. I just remember the they thought the. The dialect that he actually spoke when he would have been here. Yeah. And I was telling you the other day, I need to do a little more research on this, but supposedly the Dalai Lama claims that he has evidence and tons of like uh, evidence or I don't, I don't even know what it, I guess it's just historical writings or mm-hmm. accountings that Jesus spent. A lot of people think Jesus spent like upwards of like 10 to 12 years in uh, that whole part of the world before he started his like official ministry at the age of 30. So I guess that would have been like India and what I don't, I don't oh, know. Oh, like he traveled there for something. And yeah. They came back like supposedly the Dalai Lama himself claims that he has this like, stuff that places Jesus or the person Jesus 2000 years ago in a lot of those cultures kind of learning kind of their systems as well. So hmm. that's what some people think that Jesus essentially learned all of not all of the religions, but like in his 30 years, he studied like a bunch of different things. I don't know. I got it. That was half baked. Sorry, guys. I'll come back with more. I bet, I bet he was. A, heard it one time on a podcast and I was like, that's I bet, interesting. I bet he was a pretty good linguist. I bet Jesus. he was well versed. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Did you, when you were in Ireland, did you hear Gaelic? Uh, no, it's a dead language. No one speaks it. So. Yeah, I'm, Sorry, I, I sniffed it really well on the mic just now. I gotta but show what, you the video. What happened is, like, so there we did talk to some people about Gaelic over there, mm-hmm. and what they like. There was one lady that said it's like it's it's a dead language, right? But there are people in the countryside that still speak it, right? But it's more of a it's it's more of a it's like a novelty. Right, so right, right. people do it just to keep it alive. It used yeah. to be like 15,000 people spoke it. And then because of this stupid, po- the lady was like annoyed about it because it's complicated to have Gaelic as part because it's, it's still on every road sign. 
Oh wow! So you have English and Gaelic. Oh, okay. So it's 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 like there's still like it's like they pretend it's a dual duality when in reality so few people speak it. Oh, she was annoyed that it's still a thing. It's still around. Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you can imagine, there's people who are just like, all right, just stop it. Like yeah. it, it's, a, it's as if America had some like dead language that people were just keeping alive for the sake of it, which they absolutely would. Right. Because that's the way Americans are. Right. But it would just yeah. So it's like people in the outskirts will speak it. You know, um, we did hear some of it. Like it, it's nuts. But I had to ask like you'd have to ask someone to speak it because no one's just out there speaking it. I had this friend in college. He played tennis. I listen to a lot of Enya, I mean, randomly. And she's uh, she sings in Gaelic a lot. I have I have this video saved. Have you ever heard? You ever like, listen to Enya? No, I don't know who that is. Um, you would know some of her songs probably. Dude. You know the sail away, sail away, sail away. You heard that? No, but I okay. Well, we'll have. Oh, this just makes me think of like you'll have to hear it. The Luck of the Irish Disney movie. So I had a friend and. It, like you know how you count and you get to the thirties, in in Irish or in Gaelic, bro. It is the funniest. Okay, I just gotta play this video into the mic. Just the like the way the words sound. Yes, listen to him. Nice. That was ten numbers. Ten numbers. Trick a hey, trick a die, trick a tree, trick a tree, trick a tree. It sounded like he was like rapping. That's hilarious. Man's got a cadence. Say the 30s. Say the 30s. Say, it's just the 30s that <laughs> talk, sound funny. That's all it was. Talk dirty I don't to know. me. Those that's are the ones. Dirty 30s. That is funny. So funny. Uh, yeah, that's funny. I'm going to look up funniest sounding language because this is a rabbit trail I want to go down. Trick a hey, trick a die, trick a tree, trick a try, trick a tree. It's like the uh, those auctioneers, those guys that actually I'll do it some other time because I'll I want to have a couple videos pulled up that I could just play through the the roadcaster. Um, But what I wanted to do was I wanted to do like a Mad Lib. You ever done those? Where you like hear something? No, no, no. no. You put in you fill in words. Put in a bunch of words. Yeah, yeah. And then it makes up a story. This one's called "How to Wash Your Face Ad Lib." This is going to be Yeah, great. I don't know. So, adverb. Give me an adverb. What is an adverb? Do you know what that is? <laughs> you describe a verb. Uh, Hold on. Let me just make sure. Quote me on it. Quote me on it. Isn't it like quickly? Like really big? Like really isn't it would be. L-Y's mostly? It's like quickly. Right. Uh, he suddenly ran. Because ran would be the verb, but suddenly would describe right. how he ran. That's exactly So, right. adverb. Adjective of a verb, essentially. That's exactly right. Uh, Grammar. Yes. So yeah, I wasn't even an English guy. All right, so give me an adverb then. All right, let's quickly. Make it hilarious. That's too basic. Hilarious. Hilariously would be an adverb. Hilariously. Vigorously. Oh. Okay. Vigorously. I like where this is going. <laughs> There's is that only a verb? one direction. No, it nah, it would describe the action. Only go yeah. one direction. Noun. Corey. <laughs> Liquid. He went hard right away. Liquid. Liquid. All right, we're all thinking of semen right now, but <laughs> not. Nah, I guess I'm thinking of. Uh, there. Okay. <laughs> I was going more like acid, like something that would dissolve a body. Acid, kind of where I was going. I like that. Acid. Liquid acid. I don't know what the technical term. I was thinking of some, just something that would dis- hydrochloric acid. 
Yeah. HCl. Something that could just, you know, dissolve a body. Yeah. Hydrochloric. Body dissolved. Doing a little research here. Acid. Acid. A verb. Acid's good. Yeah. A verb. Obliterates. Obliterate. Yeah. Is that a verb? Yeah. Uh, uh, it's hard like, to use. Though. Yeah, sure. You might need an ed. Obliterated. No. No, because that would be like the stat of it. The, to no, obliterate no, a verb. would be the verb. A verb is an is a action. Is action. an action. Yeah, to yeah. obliterate. Yeah. To, to, obliterate to destroy. That. Yeah. 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 Is that not it? Okay. We can find another That's one. Fine. Obliterate. It, it sure counts. It'll just not make a not sense a little bit, just like that sentence I just said. <laughs> um, a number. Three hundred and fifty-two. <laughs> Justin thought way too long. Yeah, I'm like, it's a freaking number. <laughs> three quarters of. Yeah, no, it's gone too deep. All right. Nine and three. Noun quarters. plural. Mm. Chickens. Okay. Croissants. Verb. Another uh, verb. Another verb. Yeah. Guys, this is not tough. If Gabby was here, she'd be nailing it right now. I, I miss Gabby already. <laughs> so, S- swam. Swam. Is is it that's past tense? Swim. Right? Swims. Does it matter? Swims. It's a well, swim. Yeah. Based swam. on the subject. Swim. Yeah, but if you're like I'm context. picking tough verbs. Okay, swim. We'll do swim. Okay. Adjective. Stinky. <laughs> okay. Stanky, preferably. Stanky. But, nah, yeah. Let's stanky. do stanky. <laughs> Noun. I know. A I just, poop. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> a poop. Make sure the A is in there. <laughs> a single I, poop. I a single poop. Um, noun plural. A poops. <laughs> uh, noun plural. Um, yeah, so. Um, I kind of want it to be outlandish. Are you trying to bean fit bags. it out, Brant? Bean bags. Jackhammer. Like oh, okay. Plural, you said, though? Yeah. Bean bags? bags? Yeah. Throw an S on that thing. Dags. You like dags? That's from uh, Snatch. You ever watch that? Snatch? Guy Ritchie? Oh, no way, really? No, I, I know nothing. Yeah. I got nothing. Oh, no! Lock, stock, and two smoking pedals. I'm sad. Do you like Guy Ritchie? You're sad you haven't heard of it? Uh, no, I don't know that. No, but I totally forgot Andrew Schultz's new uh, stand-up. His special dropped last night, and I meant to watch it. I was sleeping. It's Andrew, and that's different from the other Andrew you've been talking about, right? Schultz. Flagrant. Flagrant guy. Schultz. No, but who's the other guy that said just, like, says whatever? The crazy dude. Oh, Andrew Tate? Andrew that Tate. That buddy okay. is on another level. All right. Th- an illness next. <clears throat> Something funny. Herpes. Or <laughs> syphilis. Okay. Uh, occupation. Oh, easy plumber, or an underwater welder. I like that. But I like plumber too. They're both water hand, hand. Yeah, water people. You know, specialists. Okay. How about how about a rectal plumber? Now we're talking. That's okay. Is that too much? I'm not sure if that's an actual occupation. Okay, that's. Been trying too hard. Sorry, a plumber, like a male porn star. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, like someone who gives enemas. That would be good. I don't know what that is. Yeah, enemist. I don't know if that's a 
thing. I think just doctors do that. Body part, plural. Cajones like, has to be. Oh, uh, that's good. Fair enough. Bean bags. Um, another body part, singular. Baby toe. Nostril. Baby toe. That's <laughs> sorry. He he had it first. Dang it! Dang it! I do like I do like nostril. In order to wash your face vigorously, you must wet your quarry in warm. <laughs> It's so, so dumb. You must wet your quarry in warm hydrochloric acid, then <laughs> obliterate it across your face. <laughs> 352 times. This will wash off any remaining chickens. When, when you are done, you should swim the cloth in stanky water to clean it. <laughs> you should also wash your face with uh, a poop. <laughs> <laughs> There's a double A. Yeah, that's big. Uh, to keep it smooth and shiny, this will uh, wait. This will keep oh, also keep away bean bags. Mm. Okay, those are important. Don't worry. <laughs> it is normal to experience syphilis the first time you try this. <laughs> <laughs> Consult your plumber if you break out in cojones. <laughs> this works well on your baby toe too. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Uh, some of it like totally worth the journey. Oh man, just wet your quarry. And hydraulic hydrochloric acid, and then obliterated across your face. <laughs> that was a solid combo. Oh, that, that was funny. <clears throat> um, sorry, I keep breathing into this thing. Um, yeah, well, I was also going to bring up something else uh, on here. What was I? Oh, first of all, should have done this at the beginning, but if you like this podcast, please feel free to subscribe. We are on TikTok, Instagram. We have a Facebook page. Probably won't get much attention. Uh, and we're also on Twitter, our website, religiouslyoffensive.com, if you want to watch or listen to any of these, as well as YouTube. So, yeah. Show your support by giving a little thumbs up. Um, speaking of, actually not speaking of, I'm changing the subject. Um, so, I was telling you guys, Christina, Christina sent me this message, or, or sent me this, like, clip from Francis Chan. It was, like, talking about the biggest problem with your generation and he was like speaking at some, I don't, I don't know if it was a, it was a youth thing or, you know, if he was talking to millennials or what, but, um, cause millennials at this point, they're no, they're no longer youth. I think Gen Z is. That's correct. Yeah. So, um, he was talking to, I think Gen Z, he's like, the problem with your generation is you value your thoughts way too much. And so he goes and talks about, the Bible, how it talks about, you know, my thoughts are greater than your thoughts. And it's just like, we won't understand his thoughts and stuff like that. <clears throat> so I get, <clears throat> I get where he's going with it. And that's just interesting. I just thought I'd get your thoughts on this because you and I talked a little bit about this. Mm -hmm. I think Luke was eating cowboy caviar when we were talking about this. Worth it. Yeah. I mean, anytime, <sighs> See, first of all, I like, it's kind of a pet peeve of mine. I hate it when people start pointing fingers at generations yeah so i don't know the context because francis chan is an incredibly insightful he's great. And thoughtful person no, he is, and so i really do if like i had him. to guess he was probably asked to speak to it right probably but either way yeah and he would probably agree with this too it's so much of life i personally believe is conditioning and until a person which they never even have to if someone doesn't want to look in the mirror and start asking questions like why do i think what i think why am i the way i am I mean, you'll you'll just live as a product of your conditioning, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with it. Well, no, there is something wrong with it, and that's well, why we're doing on this the podcast. <laughs> so, 
No, I mean, that's, and that was my point is that. But if it was a good overall good conditioning, it could just lead you to a very, like, probably healthy, prosperous life. Like, if you were, let's say you grew up, like, in a somewhat religious Christian family and you just bought it, believed it, and you just kind of instilled those principles throughout your life, I think you're just, you're going to have a largely healthy, happy life. And if you just don't have a burning desire to just be like, why do I think this? Like, some people probably just don't. I'm just, on the opposite I, I think end of you that could spectrum, see that. But. I think you could see that, and and maybe that person can live their own like blissful, ignorant life. I guess. I mean, not in. A, I'm not trying to say that in a derogatory way. I'm saying that like legit. Like, you're, just, you're just I ignorant. Mean, ignorance is bliss. Is a saying for a reason, right? So what I'm saying is, it's it's harm. It can be harmful to other people. You can be harming other people, and you don't know it. You know, just like a lot of the stuff we've talked about about just people just. Uh, reacting and and saying things based on their upbringing that really they don't even know why they say and it just could be like a you know they could be affecting other people in a negative way even if you're raised in a quote-unquote good christian home you still have trash to navigate yeah for sure. <clears throat> there's no such thing as a upbringing that leaves you to live a good perfect life yeah unless you do some self and not not that perfection is ever the goal but my, needs my, to be some self. I mean, because my thing is, like, I don't think... Well, there's not a I, big... Like, young people aren't encouraged to think. That's what I was going to say. And so that's like, a, I think it's a rebellious thing. So well, then, even, then all of a sudden, thoughts turn against, you know, the people that raised them because yeah. they never encouraged, like, free thinking. Well, school school doesn't design us to really be creatives. Like, school designs us to be, like, o- obedient little, right. like, cogs in the wheel. Yeah. Like we don't really in- inspire. And that's what we're seeing now with this revolution of the internet. It's like, dude, it's, I mean, that's the hard, it's a hard thing. Cause you're in a society, you need a lot of people to help make the society work. Right. So you need a lot of like obedient worker bees mm-hmm. on some level. But I think now one of the, maybe it's not a danger, but the realities of social media is we're so inundated with like, I mean, it's good and bad, but like with a lot of the negative stuff, like, cause the negative stuff gets the clicks, you know, yep. and then sex sells. So it's like most of what you're seeing on it on social media that's getting really pushed is either like bad things happening in the world or something hypersexualized mm-hmm. for the most part. And so I don't know. I mean, we're, we're so like inundated with these things or with like the problems of the world, but like, we're not really like spending the time or the same amount of time, like really considering or pondering like solutions to problems. We're just training ourselves to just be super like hyper. Like we just point out like bad, 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 bad. Yeah. And there's just no time really invested in. Yeah. Or like even with thoughts, it's like, we've had this, like I just saw a stat the other day that was like Americans. I think the only other nation close is like Iceland, which was kind of random, but like per thousand people, the amount of, people on antidepressants. I think we were at like 110 out of a thousand. So like over 10% and Iceland was like 107, which is odd. And then everyone else kind of fell you into the- You figure Iceland would be like more but like, like Scandinavia. Yeah, yeah perhaps. Like Scandinavia, I mean, I believe like in a lot of these like Scandinavian countries, like Norway, Sweden, Denmark, they have like some of the highest like happiness rates or whatever. Yeah. I've heard the opposite. Really? Just because the days- well, the like the sun's up for like two hours. Same with it's like cold and miserable. All what the time. they get in Seattle, like the seasonal depression rates in Seattle are like way bigger because it's just huh. dark, gloomy. Right. Like a lot of the It'd year, it'd be interesting to know by state. 
comfy. It'd be interesting to know by state. I wonder like where Florida sits. Like just depression. Antidepressants. You or could like yeah. You could use numbers. well. You could use antidepressants as a as an indicator for all that. Yeah. So I'm I'm curious. I am going to look that up. Let's see. But the the difference is there's also obviously way more factors than just like the sun. When you deal well, with depression, the problem. Well, part of the problem too is like you have certain people that are like when when you're faced with depression, which I think most people experience levels of depression without even being really aware of it. Sure. I just I guess I heard I heard a psychologist explain it one way, and he was basically saying like depression doesn't necessarily mean you're just like sad all the time. <clears throat> right. One right. one really easy way to tell if you're living in a depressed state is. If like, do you ever just feel like you just need to unplug from everything and just hit the reset button? Like, do you just feel you like, know, it's crazy. does your soul feel tired? Mm -hmm. Right. I heard one person explain it like, Sorry. like busyness is a condition of your s schedule, but weariness is like a condition of your soul. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I just feel like a lot of people are walking around kind of in that like tired soul state because like, you know, we have, we're just looking at the life we want to live constantly and then we also have a whole separate actual life that we are living. Yeah. You know, through through a screen or whatever it might be. That's interesting. <clears throat> um, but, like, is your approach to depression, is it just, like, pharmaceuticals? Or, you know, there's another mode of thinking that's just, do we have the ability within ourselves, with our habits and thoughts, to really break out of those depressive states and cycles? Well, that's why it kind of full circle conversation to the... A lot of it could be tied, like, if you find yourself in that state, it requires you to look at yourself in a way that's like, who am I? Why am I here? What am I doing? Mm -hmm. That self kind of like. <clears throat> it's crazy, man. A lot of these uh, states that are on high on the list are like rural states. So like West Virginia, Kentucky, Vermont, New Hampshire, Maine, Iowa, Missouri, North Dakota, Indiana, Arkansas, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, Utah, Ohio. Is it purely the amount of people or is it like a per capita number? It's, it's a percentage. Yeah, yeah. Or else California would be up top because, I mean. Mm -hmm. But what's crazy about this list is you go to the bottom. Florida is actually um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven up from the bottom. So it's not that bad here. 43. Could be the sunshine, right? Well, uh, Right, right below Florida is New Jersey, which is weird. If I lived in New Jersey, I would be on some heavy antidepressants. <laughs> yeah, New Jersey's brutal. And then New York somehow is like low too. Weird. California. Yeah, I'd, ex I'd expect California just because California's gorgeous. I mean, do you do you wonder too? Alaska like, is low on the list. Well, that's interesting because Alaska is up north where it's really freaking cold. But it's so sick. But I just and feel like those all, people are built different. They're just like, looks this so is cool. what it is. Like, we're not, we're not yeah, like, maybe, yeah. Like, you don't well, get aren't sad the days longer there too? Because you're just like, this is just what the it is. The days are longer there. Well, I mean, well, it depends on the time of year. Yeah. So part of the year, your days are super long and part of the year, your days are super short. And as far as it just more exaggerated, you, like, is yeah. it like super, super short, like eight hours kind of thing? Oh, it could Shorter. be like a couple hours. Yeah. Oh, wow. Sunlight a day. And then the other way, you're, it's once like, you're close to the pole, the way the earth is like rotating, like the further you get from the equator, the more extreme, like the, the amount of time uh, and days. Never and thought about nights. it. Look at you teaching me science. When I was in Sweden one time over the summer, it was like daylight at 10 p.m. Yeah, well, that's one of the things. We were looking at going to Norway this fall. We're going to Scotland now, but we were looking. It was between Scotland and you Norway. Suck at Norway. Well, <laughs> you don't like Norway? <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
I got no dogs in the fight. No, but I, I really want to go. I wanted to do like a snow like rally experience. I thought that would be sweet. They have like stuff where you can like. With like snowmobiles and stuff? No, like a car. Because rally is like huge in Scandinavia. Like What's big that? time. So rally racing is like where you have like, uh, you just drive cars on like all terrain tracks. Like a race? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's sweet. So they have yeah, like crazy. they have like rally cross, which is all together, and then they have rally like stage rally, which is what you'd see WRC like on the BBC if you ever watch that. Basically, it's like you're timed, and so like you you run this course and like you run it with a co-driver, and they're sitting there like telling you, like telling you, okay, this turn, you know, basically a uh, hundred feet. There's you know one in a hundred feet, meaning like a hairpin turn, like. And then five is kind of more of a gradual turn. So it's like they'll say, like, when jumps are coming up and all that. And then, like, so that you can basically come into that turn as hard as you can and know how to, like, right. flip the tail around and drift around a corner. It's the, it's the dopest thing some I've ever veteran maneuver stuff. It's That's the some, sweetest thing. It's like but, but like people, people rally cross when they're, like, it's like Mario 15, Kart, 16 yeah. years old. And, like, girls will do it. Old people will do it. Like, young people. Like, it's crazy. Like, it's a multi-generational and like co-ed type thing it's just cultural over there it's just yeah which is You're so cool and then the other thing i wanted to see like the fjords are look gorgeous like that would be such a cool thing to see in person mm-hmm. and then i don't wait what the what fjords i don't know what that is <sighs> I, I had to look it up too um <laughs> he just said no, so, like do you know what that is no no so that's Most like the time i just smile like, and wave. Go back. no it's a river between two mountains Mm. You know, like a specific so river. No, no, no. Well, no, it's just mountains on. When anytime you have mountains on both sides, a fjord, and there's a river going through the valley of it's it. It's called a fjord. It's a fjord. Spell that. F J O R D. Bang. So here, fjord. I'll show you a picture of fjord. Are there like famous fjords? Well, there's. I mean, Pick door number two in Scotland. I mean, look, like, Scotland. Th- that's like that's a fjord. Yeah. So like Lord of the Rings type stuff. Sure. Sure. Fjord. Yeah, so just it's follow the river, dude. It'll just take any it to elf river people. between two mountains. It's 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 gorgeous, and I, it, there are a lot of them in Norway. So I want you know that's a cool thing to see. And then you can um, is that where they, there's a good time, Norwegian? like a good chance, like it's not as touristy during the winter because it's not yeah. because of the weather. The yeah. weather is cold. Yeah. Um, but November through February, you have the best chance of seeing Northern Lights too, which mm. I really want. Uh, I really want to see classic Aurora Borealis. It's a classic, yeah. Classic. Um, so that, and then I also want to see the Milky though, Way at some kid. point. But all you got to do is get somewhere. All you got to do is get somewhere rural for that, and you can like see the Milky Way. Like that would be cool too. With a Milky Way. Like, do you need one of those like machines? The, you just need a candy bar. Well, I'll be here all day. You need a telescope. You can see it. You're well, saying you can see it with the. Oh no! You can eyeball. see it. Like so, I mean, so a lot of times it's easier if you have an, a camera with high exposure. You can like take pictures of it. Yeah. So this is this is the Milky Way, right? You right. can just see that. Well, it looks milky. You can see it. Uh, the the way they got it to be so vivid was they did like a long exposure time, right? And so you can kind of pull a lot of the light out. But mm-hmm. but yeah, you can, there are certain places that as long as there's no lights around, you can see it. Yeah. No, I want to do it. Like, that would be so crazy because it's. I get. I'm just dumbfounded when I see like stars in the sky, yeah. and I can look up and be like, "Frick, yeah. that's Venus, or that's Jupiter, or that's Mars." You know, you can even can see Saturn too. You can see Saturn. It's just dimmer. Pop mm. quiz: What's the largest planet? Are we including gases by mass. The largest yes. planet in our solar system. Yes. It's got to be Jupiter. Jupiter. 
That is correct. <laughs> I was like, is there a, I feel like it's, it's a, a trick, trick question, question, but it's yeah. like, yeah. I, sure I need to double check. Is. I just wrote it the other day. No, but you know what? Uh, you, know Pluto, what I, you know what I told, you know what I told Luke? You know what will blow your mind? If I, I don't know if I've told you this before. Jupiter's correct. How long? Uh, Pluto is like out, right? Like they got voted off the island. We only have eight planets now. Well, the thing, the problem is, I think they discovered like some of Jupiter's moons were bigger than Pluto or right, something, right. and so they were like, "Well, if we count this, we got to like add all these." Well, yeah, but the moons orbit the planet. Doesn't Ju- doesn't Pluto mm. still orbit the sun? I would assume that's a good point. Yeah, um. I just they just made the definition of planet. Should we Google that? I don't know if they they just changed it. To, because of all the things they were discovering, I think there's other things that do orbit the sun that were bigger than Pluto or something. I don't know. The definition of planet. still not a planet. A celestial body moving in an elliptical orbit around a star. Yeah. yeah. This says Pluto is still not an official planet. Yeah, because it's... That's trash, dude. Yeah. I feel well, like, so is there a size definition there? No. Oh, it fits well, that description. It doesn't feel like a good enough reason it's just like it's just too little because i guess do we have like comets and other like rocks that big orbiting the sun so as far as planets go okay i'm about to blow your mind um how many so like how long does it take the earth to orbit the sun once oh you already asked me this so i'll sit out a year yeah how many of our orbits so how many of our years do you think it takes for neptune to go Around the sun. I'm going to say like, I don't know, 300. Well, okay. It's 165. Mm. <laughs> Which is like, took a long time to think. Yeah, about that. no. I, well, I, I was I like, hate when people, crazy, crazy. Should I go like five, six? Over guess. I hate when people over guess. Yeah. I think I said it. six. JJ got six. really excited. I got really excited because I was like, like oh, no, six years. Get this. <laughs> Because it basically warmer. it takes two lifetimes. So in that's the time insane. in the time we're alive, Neptune will never go around the sun once. Yeah, it's wild. It's insane. You know, I it's even more insane, insane if we want to talk about Pluto. How long do you think Pluto's is? Two hundred. Well, a I'm not going to ask you because you're going to be like a billion. Yeah, yeah. Two hundred forty-eight. Yeah, that's nuts. For one. Yeah. Yeah, one orbit. One year essentially for them. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's I mean, yeah. That's crazy. For some people, that's like three lifetimes. Yeah, it is wild to think how far away those things are that they still do get, the gravity of the sun is enough to still pull them back. Well, it just shows you how massive the sun is. Freaking neighbors, dude. I remember on Bill Nye when I was younger. Bill, Bill, They did this thing where it was a huge ball. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you remember. Did you ever watch that show? Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't know if you remember. They did this thing. He did this thing where he filled this huge, like, plastic thing that was supposed to represent the size of the sun mm-hmm. or, you know whatever and then he filled it with all these tiny earths like relative to the size mm-hmm. and it was just like mind-blowing because yeah. you saw it was just so many earths could fit inside the sun right and it's just one giant like and they've they've seen like, ga- I, like is that ball of fire is that all yeah, it is well, is there not yeah. density to it is it gas i don't know pretty sure it's just gas that's what i've been taught okay gas. well let's look and what? is that like does a does a dying star eventually create a black hole? Like, is that what a black hole is? A dying star, I assume, would supernova, or is that a planet term? What happens? It just like <laughs> sucking in. I'm pretty sure it wouldn't be implodes like a, or explodes. Like a casual. Well, if I a think, star dies. I, think, I feel like we'd know about it. 
<laughs> I mean, well, if our well, star dies, sun, white dwarf, yeah. isn't that? A, well, because that's we, like the dying star. The crazy thing dwarf. to me too is just how time works, like in the universe, because it's just we're seeing things, the things that we see in the sky, like stars. If we we can see other stars in the sky, uh, they've likely already like died. They've likely already you know not it's not nice. around anymore, just because of how time it like it's so many light years just beyond us it's crazy because they've actually witnessed some like stars like die and stuff like that like it's crazy uh made up in almost entirely of hydrogen and helium hmm. that's weird uh not a solid mass and i think isn't hydrogen the most plentiful like uh molecule in our atmosphere i thought that was nitrogen what is it i thought hydrogen what H was the most plentiful molecule in our atmosphere? Maybe because H two O is two hydrogens, yeah. two oxygen. Uh, that would make more sense. But there's a lot of oxygen too. But yeah, hydrogen. But oxygen would be O two. O two. Yeah, there's no hydrogen and oxygen, two separate elements. But yeah, anyway. But I think it's it's interesting how gravity works because like something is in the middle. Like, something's holding it all together. You're right. I knew it. Something's holding it all together. Nitrogen. No, were you saying nitrogen? Nitrogen is yeah. Yeah, the most. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 78% of I know air. You guys were saying. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. I learned that in a class 25 makes million about years ago. 70% of That's air. Oxygen is the second most, making only 21%. Mm. That makes no sense. Yeah. How nitrogen? Did we, how did, how did we get on this topic? I don't remember. Talking about what the sun was made of. And what does well, NO2 that, do? Nitric oxide. What is that the do? largest planet? Oh, that's right. What's the largest planet? And then you were talking about Pl- Neptune Jupiter. 55 is, billion years. Is what's, the, oxide? what's the smallest planet? I don't know. Now Pluto that Pluto's counts. out. No, Pluto doesn't count. So Mercury? Don't, don't look it up. I'm asking you. Oh. <laughs> it Mercury? Is, it is Mercury. Dang, that boy's locked in. Can you name them in order closest no. to the sun to furthest? Is that... Mercury, Venus, Mars. That's not correct. Dude, what about Earth, us, Mars? Bro. Yeah. Third rock from the sun. That's got to uh, be us, yeah, Earth, Mars. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Come on, guy. That's not fourth rock from the sun. Yeah. Mars, and then? Oh, man. It's got to be Jupiter or Saturn. Saturn? It's Jupiter. Bang. Really? Mm-hmm. Jupiter, Jupiter, Saturn. Jupiter, Saturn? Uranus, Neptune. Saturn. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that's it. Yeah, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, yep, Neptune. The and only Pluto. reason I, the only reason I really know that is because Gabby got me this like little planet thing where he eats like marbles, and each one represents a planet. She got mm. me for one of the gift things that we did, and it's just like it's cool because it's like I sit here and like look at it all, every day. I'm just like, oh, yeah, okay, Mercury, Venus, everything's still in order. Okay, I can work. Now. Except for when my kids, yeah, when my kids come and they rearrange them all, <laughs> and I'm like, it bugs me. It's a little Not test. Correct. Speaking order. Speaking of, I need to get. I need to get some. Like we've talked about, there's a DeLorean Lego that they released in April that I had no idea about. <laughs> like Back to the Future car. You're yeah, and it's sold out everywhere. So you have to buy it like, like a singular two hundred and fifty dollars on eBay or something. Dang. No, no, so no, they no, really like a Lego set. Oh, that you would put together. Yeah, like the other stuff I got in there. I'm into Legos. If you hadn't noticed. Mm-hmm. No, so you enjoy the building process, which I, do. I, I would just buy the art of what the, the finished yeah. product. Interesting. I enjoy it. I mean, it's therapeutic. Have you been to Legoland? I haven't. I've heard it's 
whatever. It is, but <laughs> they have like a dragon made out of Legos in the water. So does uh, Disney Springs, though. That might be what I'm thinking. I haven't been in 15 <laughs> years, so that's probably... That might be what I'm thinking. <laughs> talking about downtown Disney, and they got the dragon, yeah, the dragon. in and out of the water. And it's not, not called downtown store. Disney anymore. Uh-huh. When's the last time you were there? I mean, I've been there since it was called Disney Springs, but downtown Disney is well, I, I, I like, I like, especially when they used to have the, you know, the, the adult only section, OG downtown Disney. Yeah. They took that out for a more family friendly version. I mean, they have like the Edison, which I've never been to. I've wanted to go to. They have some, like, I like Disney Springs a lot. Yeah, me too. I, I would love to yeah. go there just to hang with friends. Like the thing is I'm always there like with family or that's like the most common place to meet up with people coming in from out of town. Mm. It's like, oh, let's meet at Disney Springs. Like, okay. Mm. And that's not as, I don't know. Like I cool just, NBA my only thing though. with Disney Springs is like, the there's what? just not a lot of good. NBA f- store? It's like the NBA experience. That's there now? Mm-hmm. Mm. It used to be Universal. Or CityWalk. No, that's long gone. Well, that one was now dope. The Remember they used to have chocolate emporium. Yeah, the three point contest outside. Well, that and then they had the uh, all the different basketballs yeah, yeah, with yeah. like Kevin Garnett's handprint. I remember putting my hand inside of Kevin Garnett's hand. I was just like, we cannot be the same species. This oh, one, yeah. this one's <laughs> yeah. way cooler. Like you could do like actual drills and compare your stuff to like Kyrie Irving and. See, I remember going. It was they had an indoor cool. three point thing. Yeah, they they have that. Okay. Well, they usually they're doing it outside. They have it at this new place. Hmm. That's cool. It's pretty sick. It's obviously like they be taxing. It's crazy what they did with Disney Springs. How they just basically grew it. Like, they also have Circus Olay there. And there's just well, never enough parking. Yet? I don't know if it's back because it's it's been closed for a long time. Do you think they intentionally don't have enough parking just so they it do. doesn't get overrun? They have parking. Disney Springs, yeah. But you're always like, yeah. Just you just always can't, waiting you, for a spot in the parking garage. Well, you can't always around. find spots in the lime or orange garages. So they have that one garage across the street. Oh, that one's always sometimes open. you gotta go. Well, yes. I mean, I've never not been able to find a spot. You know what I mean? They have they surface parking over by Cirque to Soleil too. They, have, they, don't, they don't even have to park in the garage. There's surface parking usually available over by Cirque du Soleil. They have that Coke store mm-hmm. where you can get like a little taster of flight nationwide like not nationwide worldwide of different like, like products what, coke has in different countries it's like mind-blowing well you they get, used like, to have that from south africa and it's like you've never tasted it before it's green you're like what is this about yeah you know what's crazy is i they used I'm to good. have that it's like, like a flight of soda well they had this where you didn't have to pay for it in at epcot i like that years ago so you would just go in with, they'd give you a little like, Good old you days. know, fluoride cup, you know, and then right. you'd go in and like try different ones and they were pretty much all trash. Yeah. But it's crazy because it just shows the difference in like cultural, like your taste buds right. and all that. So it's pretty cool. People have like a fancy for Malta. Like you've had that Malta. Mm-mm. I don't know what that is. It's a malt beverage. It's basically pop, but it's just soda. Sorry. Wow. The but northerner came out of you there. Mm. So it's basically, soda. it's ba- yeah, it's a soda, but it's like a malt, whatever. It's so gross. Hmm. But a lot mm. of people like from Puerto Rico and st- I mean, it's just it's it's a good right. It's like it's like part of the way they grew up. They just drank it, and mm. I'm, I'm just like, oh no. Soda so feels gross. like fancy, like 
because I'm, I'm a, I grew up a fancy North. term. Yeah, like you pop. Like pop. It's just pop. Pop is just like Ugh. you know, very just like, and it's less syllables. It just makes sense. Like okay. when I think of soda, that's the same as like me saying like dad versus father. Yeah, that's true. I, that's I agree. literally how I, I feel I, I it. Can't I'm agree. just like soda is what I would say to like pop if I was trying weird. to impress somebody. All right. Or whatever, Luke. The ones that don't make sense pop. is when you say soda pop. You're just well, yeah, doing too much. That's absurd. Yeah, but like that's the, the it's called soda pop. It's not. It is called that. That's how. That's what it's called. It's called. That's the formal soda pop. We just decided to take the last word. We just took the, the shorter the first word. word. So you're saying the original soda was called a soda pop? Yeah. I needed facts on that. <laughs> I, Your I whole can't life, buy you've it. just been saying the longer one for no reason. Was still makes sense. Soda. Because what's the difference between like soda to me characterizes it better than pop does. Pop is just. A sugary Anything carbonated clumber. beverage. So is is a seltzer a pop? But is that a That's soda? What, no. So now uh, I guess pop is soda. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to reach here. First bottled soda water is available in uh hand and foot, the term cork uh, <laughs> I was like, you got him, Luke. It's uh, a soda seltzer. You don't got him. Hold got on. <laughs> soda is derived from the term soda water. Mm. Where's pop? Busyness of, eh, I can find it probably if I had more time. Yeah, right, right, right. All I know is I'm I'm right though. <laughs> we won the Civil War, and we went with pop. Oh my god! So I'm sticking with the Union Army here. Old honest Abe. There Get you out go. Of here. There you go. That's true. That pretty much invalidates anything the South comes up with. <laughs> Just like uh, we won, Florida we won count, the war. So. Yeah, right. Florida wasn't a part Says of the, the original, that moved right? To the south. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Florida doesn't count. Yeah. Well, and we're taking your land. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's soda. When did Florida become a part of the U.S.? Didn't we have to buy it from Spain or something? <sighs> yeah, because it was uh, it wasn't like the thirteen original colonies, right? That stopped not. at Georgia. Georgia. Mm. Mm. Yeah. The whole night through. We, mm. we, uh, let's just hope. Let's just hope America doesn't decide to go transgender that. and cut the penis off. You know, <laughs> that would be us. Oh, that yeah. was that was loaded. I know. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, just in there. Just like us. Just, just, yeah. Uh, so the other thing we were gonna talk about because I that the Francis Chan clip was one thing. Um. And oh, by the way, this is, I mean, this is, this is <laughs> we we're, we're, talked about we're all over. That was a tough segue <laughs> right we're, there. We're, we're all over the place. I'm sorry. Um, no. And I just, the way I organize my notes is stupid today. So I apologize. No, I was just thinking back. Like we really didn't even dive into the Francis Chan thing. I think. Yeah. We, we got somehow we, to the we solar got, system. Well, we kind of so. did. I mean, we kind of did. We just talked about like I don't the, know how we got off, different, different things he could, Luke was asking how big planets were and stuff. <laughs> You gotta reel me in sometimes. <laughs> we we all are subject to it, um, but yeah, no, the Francis Chan thing. I don't. Th I mean, was really we were just giving our thoughts on it. I mean, I just classic okay boomer. Yeah, no, because it's like, it's like, well, the reason we're in the mess with the church we are now is because like people a hundred years ago were thinking we're valuing their thoughts higher than God's thought. That's not unique to this generation yeah. coming up. I mean everyone's always had a problem with thinking they know better than God. You know, here's an issue with the, yeah. not the church, but just human nature. It's like, you could argue that that's what sin is. That's what Eric was talking about. Mm. Yeah. Just it's seeing like yourself. You thinking you, your way is better than the way God has for mm. you. Well, I think one of the challenges too, with uh, not just in church or any organization, it's like, 
most people don't want to give up power. I mean, we see it in politics. Like we've got these people out here that are like, you should be in a retirement home. And it's like, you're still making policy for our nation going forward, like all over the place. And so what, what happens in any organization when you, ever you don't seen, you assume, ever seen, you ever seen candidates of Nancy Pelosi? It's so funny. Like she's just like, she's such a wreck. You know what? It's she. she there was one of her walk on the beach. It, she had like it's Vecna like, hands. If you're going to hold on this long, you're just like, you should get roasted for it. Yeah. But either way, anyway, like by the sorry. time, so, by the time, like so, a generation assumes like control over any sort of like body or movement, it's like, they're probably in their like sixties and seventies. And they're like, we're not going to just like give it off to the next young generation. Like, er, like no one wants to pass the baton. Mm-hmm. So it's like, by the time anyone gets into power, you're just like, you're already too old to be doing this. But it's like, well, here's the problem. I think, I think when, whenever you have a job that you're never disqualified based on how old you are, it's like something about the job is like too easy. Like, I mean, you know, like, especially stuff that's, that's that important that like people, it's just so easy. So people just don't retire because they just want to keep yeah. making the money. Well, that's a good point too. Because even in like a religious organization, like by the time you get to the top, you've been working your whole life, probably investing, yeah, doing like the grunt work. Yeah, and, by the time and, you get to the top, you just kind of want to like chill and, and yeah. enjoy, it, and you don't want to really do the hard stuff. Well, the great, just I would say, one nature. of the great marks of leadership is breeding leaders as you go. So, like by right. the time you get to that, you've already invested, right, in the next generation, right, to be equipped. So that it never, well, it's like, we just have, and I don't know a lot of the insides of a lot of organizations. The one I have like had a little more access to, it's like, you can see that they're, they are trying like they, they, and I guess this is a separate topic, just the whole like diversity hire thing. Like, it's like, do we really think you should hire people based on sex or ethnicity or should it purely be a meritocracy purely on the merits and the work? I mean, I don't, I, I don't know. I think you need you need like to include perspectives of people who may, I mean, whatever. But like in a lot of these movements, we'll designate like one of our, like at least one person within our executive presbytery has to be like under 40 or like we need a woman or it's like, I, I understand why you're doing it, but it's like at some point, if you really want to like get real about how to pivot and address like the current issues of the day, like most people on that team should be under 40. It's like, mm-hmm. it's good to have like elders and people to like go to. Yeah. The problem is the elder boards, uh, well, at least in my church anyway, I have, I've had an issue with this forever, but it's all old white men. So literally there's no representation for young people. There's, I mean, there's, one, there's people- one guy in his like early forties, but he's, he's like, are those people I, I voted to, in? I'm not going to judge, but it's just like, I feel like he's one of those, like, they have him just because he's like, I, I forget if he's Portuguese or something. He, he's he's foreign mm-hmm. in some way. So it's like they, they checked that box with him. Mm-hmm. So it was like, and I feel like that's like their younger person, which is like, all right. So there's really no representation for younger people. There's no representation for women. No race representation at all. It's all white guys. So it's like, all everything, everything becomes this fight because you yeah. have these very like, like traditionalists that, yeah. I mean, even one of them got caught saying, and it's just granted, like this is, he got, he took so much crap for it. Um, but basically 
he said that oh yeah well it's a position of the elder board that you know we'll you know we'll never have like uh we're just not going to have women on the elder board it's just like we don't believe it's biblical or something like that or something something to that effect maybe not that direct mm-hmm. but he said something like that and he got so much backlash like and they actually had to like basically just not let him talk anymore because they were like yeah that's not our position and they had to yeah because it got around that they said that but it's yeah it's just like people that are just traditionalists and just you know think that like stuff never changes and i mean they're just everything's a fight you know so it's like i mean not like not like a brawl but what i'm saying is like everything is a challenge like when you try you talk about change because the other part of our elder board that's that's difficult too is the fact that like a lot of times the pastor has a big part in creating the elder board. So like well, he's going to, he's going to, ha- he's going to have invite guys onto the board on the elder board that are going to mostly agree with him. Well, part of the challenge, and that's not what it's for. You yeah. Know? And I'm just, I'm just not speaking to any specific situation, but anytime you have like, cause are, are the boards, I've seen that. Though. So the boards are, are largely like voting on decisions, like financially, right? No, no. The elder boards are just <laughs> like guidance, morally, really just guidance for the church, for the pastor, you know, stuff like that. And are it's, those, it's, it's accountability. Are most boards, are they no. like elected or are they people that are, no, from, they're appointed or are they appointed? Okay. Some, some churches, the way they're org- structured, they have elected boards. Yeah. Cause to me, it's like, I view it as like, we don't have elections, there's, which there's, is another thing I don't like. Yeah, like anything else, right? It's like the reason that the two-party system has probably worked for so long is you have certain people that really want to push the envelope and other people that are like super hesitant because they're just like, hey, there's a reason that we're where we're at, you know, doing the right things or doing something. Mm -hmm. It wasn't necessarily perfect, but like let's not just throw the baby out with the bathwater kind of a situation. But like the weird thing for me, it's like the religious – like aspect makes it uniquely challenging because like, even if the majority of a church and like, who are the members that get a vote? How do you even decide? Like, is it like the people that give or is it technically people that went through like a membership class? Like, I don't know how churches do that necessarily, but cause churches um, should be able to like, anything should be able to change quickly if enough of the people are behind it. Right. Like in a similar sense with like, like the constitution, it's like if enough people really believe this way, like we can amend the constitution, but it requires a supermajority. Like if there's things happening. So, the church- so that's what I think that that is a misunderstanding that I think that like, and I, like you said, he may have been like guided to talk about that issue. Francis Chan did, but that's one of the things that I think is a, a complete misunderstanding. Is it like, I think that people think that people have these new ideas and they want to change the text or change the Bible. And that's not mm-hmm. what people are trying to do. People are trying to better understand the Bible the time it was written and things that like may have been uh, taken literally that now are a part of like the religious organizations that is like, that can be poisonous or toxic for Mm -hmm. a congregation. So, but it's just like, there are a lot of people that are just like, like you were saying, like some of the people that believe the Bible is perfect or whatever. um, And they're just, they, they, they idolize that so hard that it's just like, you're never going to have productive conversations with those people about it about the translations and stuff. It's just impossible. Like if you don't have a dedication to like, like actually looking at it in context of like the culture it was written for the difference in our culture now, 
like and how do certain things because we were we even talked about it the other day it's a about, slippery slope i get it like, it's like even like, in the new testament start saying like okay well this this really probably means this or this was meant to mean yeah and this then you everything say like, everything is yeah, yeah, subject yeah, to debate yeah, yeah. which is not a bad thing because the rabbis all used to like argue over the meaning of the torah all the time mm-hmm. and we've talked about that before and so we've lost that it's like we've lost an ability to do that people are getting scared when you talk about like okay well let's really wrestle with this text and see what it means that's really what bible study used to mean mm-hmm. you'd, you'd go through like stuff and like really like discuss like what it really means you know but now it's just like i don't even see anyone like encouraging bible study at all it's like come to sunday mornings study on your own and then we'll see you next week like it's just like you know what i mean yeah. I mean, I, I, when's the last time you were ever like a Bible study where you debated the meaning of the text? Well, and even when we would go, you guys do that at all? There was you like Sunday yeah. school. It's just like small groups people lead certain Bible studies. I've been a part of a few. Yeah, part of the I guess part of the the hard part too is like with most of our small groups because we've like done it we've a, done it in small groups before, but it's always like a random thing. It's never like we're gonna get together to. Well, one of one of ours this. was like. Like the book of Luke for this semester, we're going to do this every, and it was cool because one of the pastors was leading it. So it was like, mm-hmm. I guess, you can so, like, what is this about? And mm-hmm. maybe this is more macro kind of approach, but it's like <laughs> when we do these things, we always have like a curriculum. And so it's like, this is what we're teaching. Like, like what you were saying. So it's not so much a debate as it is like a lecture in terms of like, Hey, this is what we believe that da, da, da. instead of like really going from an, an, an approach of like empowerment where it's like, why we're just we encouraging this? people to not necessarily always see it the same way. It's kind of the whole, like, you know, do you want to tell them or teach them what to believe or how, or like what to think or how to think, I guess. Yeah. And it's just like, no, and that's, that involves asking questions, but that's not usually the questions that you usually get with those videos are not about like, why do you, why do we believe this or why digging into like, that how to think kind of phase. It's more of a, how does this apply to your life? Can you think of examples and you know, something that's usually where the questions go, which I hate the like video lectures with the questions, small groups. Oh my gosh. Shoot me. I just don't, I just gotta believe that if you just get, get together with like-minded people or similar open-minded people and you just go through a text and just be like, how does this hit you? Does it hit someone else differently? Like, it's like, like I understand va- the value of like a body or a church all going through the same small group together because you're kind of on the same page or thinking through the same stuff. But I don't know. It's just when so, it's like this set curriculum and, and it's I don't know. It just feels like not school, but it's it's like this whole thing of like, well, it's it's like. And I don't think there's not as many as much of this going on now. Like people realize community's community, and it's just like you know, you really just need to do life and hang out. And it's like uh, issues of the spirit or of faith or all of that tend to come out in conversation when you're comfortable with people. It's well, not, that's, that's, and that, and that yeah. stuff you can, you can force that like by like by week seven or eight of a small group, like maybe you, you're comfortable with other people that you've been listening to these videos and answering these questions with, and you can open up more and find but the more genuine, in my experience, the more genuine small group or community is like just hanging out, getting close to people. Mm-hmm. And then all that, all that stuff comes up and it's like a random, it's so random too. 
Like it's like the best conversations I've had about like theology and you know like the Bible and God and all that stuff are usually like at the bar or something. Mm -hmm. Like there's this bar called uh, I'm not gonna name it. Uh, there's a place that we go that me and you know some of the people I'm close with go after church a lot of times like events or practices or whatever. It's right down the road. Real cheap drinks. But they have one of those little, like, outdoor, you know, it's popular now to have, like, outdoor, like, little artificial grass areas, some tables, some some couches. The big, uh, what's the game? The big, where you pull it out and you can't let it fall. What's the name? Uh, Connect Four? No. Oh, it's the, Jenga. Yeah. Yeah, they have Giant yeah, Jenga. Giant Jenga, yeah. And then yeah, they sorry. have, uh, they have, like, Connect Four and Cornhole, you know, just stuff like that, right? It's getting Classic. more popular to have that kind of stuff. So it's super chill. We just sit on the couches and just talk life. Like, it's just, it's so, and that's like where a lot of like the refreshment happens because we're all the ones putting the services on. Usually we're all involved somehow. And so afterwards it's like then our time to just connect and be real. So that's kind of like that genuine connection is really what, what the value that I've seen out of church. And it doesn't even happen inside the walls of the church. So, mm-hmm. That's, that's, I don't know. I think that's important. I think people need to make sure they don't miss that. You know? Yeah. Because you never really had that experience, did you? I mean, just all, every situation you were in, like, how many, how many pastors that you worked with would, you'd be comfortable with just going and getting a drink? None. None. Mm. Yeah. So it's like, that kind of just lacks atmosphere to where you would feel comfortable and close like to someone and, and you would feel comfortable bringing some of your issues to people that don't even involve them but just because you trust them like you want their input kind of thing yeah and i'm sure you never had that like well it's it's, so it's even to, to a deeper like even to a deeper place because it's not like the alcohol it's not about the alcohol no it's not i'm just i'm just it's but i agree that's with that's more that's like the that's the thing i always go back to just because the, it's a general indicator of whether they're tight ass or not or like pretentious yeah. or sure, 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 sure. Or self-righteous, you know? But yeah, to your, but to your point overall, it's like, yeah, I've, I've not ever really had a legitimate relationship with like any pastor, whether I was on staff or not, where I was comfortable enough to actually like really open up and just be 100% real about yeah. where I was with a lot of things in life. Yeah. I just never had that relationship. I get... <clears throat> Uh, and it's no one's fault. I get pulled to the where I think it's Paul talking about like if you have all of the knowledge in the world but you don't have love, then it's everything's just right. wasteful if there's no love. Mm-hmm. And like whenever I'm caught up in a bind spiritually or whatever, something isn't sitting right, and I need to talk to someone about it, I don't go necessarily to the person who I think knows the most, right? Like. I go to the one who I know I can trust and who I know loves me, right? Yeah. So it's like, yeah. yeah, that's true. Especially if you're a pastor, like that verse is literally like, people don't come to know Jesus because they think you know the most. They go because there's a there's something different about those people that just understand connection and love to the T, right? So I think that's a big problem with people. They they hold things above love that result in nothing except probably destruction to a certain extent. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's, it's also like heart check because you're on this journey of trying to like, 
you want to know, you want to gain knowledge and all that stuff, but it's in the place of where if that replaces your un, like your general willingness to l- learn what it takes to love someone authentically, then it's a slippery slope. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, I agree. No, I agree. That's good. Um, I will, since that seems like a good transition point, I wanted to, well, not transition. I wanted to revisit that verse for my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are my ways, your ways, my ways. Mm-hmm. And just look at some of the context surrounding that in Isaiah 55. Um, yeah, so I'll just read like the verse before or a couple of verses before and after. Sure, you will summon nations. You will not and nations that do not know you will hasten you because of the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, for he has endowed you with splendor. Seek the Lord while they while he may be found, call on him when he's near. Let the wicked forsake his way, and evil man his thoughts. Let him turn to the Lord, he will have mercy on him and in our God for he wait for will freely pardon. For he will freely pardon. I'm having a hard time today. Um for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. As the main, as the rain and the snow come down from heaven, do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the water, for the eater, I mean. I don't understand that. Um, yeah, so I guess I don't... The wicked forsake the way the evil man... Wait, let the wicked forsake his way and evil man his thoughts. Forsake his thoughts. And the evil man... His thoughts. I'm trying to just think of how that. So, what are they saying there? You think, if any of you were paying attention, hit me with it one more time. Sorry, six time sensitive seven? email. What was that? Are you six and seven talking about? Uh, seven. Well, seven and eight. And eight was the main part of that that we were talking about before. But then seven, I think, provides a little context for it. I just think, like, what is the Book of Isaiah like addressing to begin with? Um, that was a lot of Isaiah's a lot of prophetic stuff, though, right? Because he's talking about like all of the stuff about Jesus that you were like he was crushed for our um. How does it go? Punishment that brought him peace was upon us, and by the book of Isaiah outlines Israel and the nation's coming judgment, while pointing to the future hope of a new covenant and the coming Messiah. Who's it written to? Uh. Was this one of the ones that was written to like the Jews in exile or something like that? Is it talking about judgment coming and then the future hope? I don't remember. Uh, I, okay. So written by the prophet, right? I mean, Isaiah was a prophet, obviously. Uh, his audience was to be identified as not the audience depicted in the book, a Judean community of the 8th century BCE, but an implied audience, a community for whom Isaiah and the 8th century BCE is a remembered and reconstructed past. Okay. That's totally not clear. Um, as one of the most profound theological discourses dates from the... See, no one... This is this thing no one's talking about. Was written. Hold on a sec. The people who know this listening just be like. So and then, idiots. what were the verses that you were you were talking about? Fifty five, and it was like seven and eight. Is what I was. And eight's really that one I was talking about. 
so prophesy to the called to prophesy to the kingdom of Judah, whatever you consider the kingdom of Judah to be. Um, Isaiah proclaimed a message of repentance from sin and hopeful expectation of God's deliverance in the future of the kingdom of Judah. Um, hmm. What is the kingdom of Judah? So he's just differentiating just how different his and I guess his thoughts just, and ways are really from Jerusalem. Ours. It's really just that epicenter of where Jesus was. This is written to everybody, I guess. Um, what'd you say? So he's basically he. So he's just saying he's just drawing a massive so distinction between, be, I guess, his his thoughts and ways and words and ours, right? Yeah. And it's it's basically if we'll I think, let go I think of it, ours and adopt his, then th- he'll yeah, redeem. I think it is like I think you can read that one for what it is. Like it's not, you know what I mean? Like, well, it's what a, are we trying to decipher? What it means? Well, I just want to make sure that we have the appropriate context, right? So if it's like really like just the way it is on on the surface, mm. you know, is this like basically like you know trusting what God's telling you to do and not what you are? Mm. But then is that just basically? Uh, in, if we're reading the, in the context of the new covenant, which didn't exist when this was written, but you know, if we, if we look at it after Jesus comes, then we can say that that's really just like we talk about, you know, don't violate your conscience. It's the Holy spirit, you know, guides you and whatever. Is that really, was that, would that be considered God's thoughts and his ways being higher than yours? Like, you know, as, instead of doing what you want to do, you listen to what the Spirit's telling you to do. I feel like the like uh, the new the New Testament verse that comes to mind that relates to this is like all things work together for the good of those who love Him and are called according to His purpose. And when you read something like that, and then tragedy happens in your life, right? You're like, how could this possibly be good? And then you circle back to this verse where my ways are far beyond anything you can imagine. Like you you can't fathom how I can turn this good. And it kind of leaves you in this place of like I, I there's like a weird peace because I know that I'm unable to even understand how this can be good. But somehow, some way it will be ultimately yeah if you're and that's it's weird because it gets into that it gets into that thing where you uh we talked about grieving and you know specifically related to tragedy how is this good um and you you could argue that right but when it's like almost like someone has to do some self-discovery you can't it's like you can't be told that you can't tell someone that when they're going through that thing it's just like you know, God's ways are higher than our ways. It's basically like saying everything happens for a reason. Right. Which we talked about is just a horrible thing to well, say. Well, yeah, I'm not, not saying that it's like say this to someone. Yeah. Who's not. I'm just saying that that's. But how do you convey that to someone? I, I'm just curious, you know, is like, how would you convey that to someone and at least like point someone in that direction? Um, uh, <clears throat> you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I, it is hard I would because sit it's like with them. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's all you can do. It's love. just love. Yeah, it's all you can do. Because at the end of the day, like if I look back at my life and the most tragic moments 
now I can look back and see how it was used for good. Sure. And that's not the case for all things, but in the moment, if someone were to say that to me, I'd be like, dude, get out of my face. Right. But it comes back to that to that love verse for me. Like, your role isn't to pound people with scripture. I was listening to someone the other day saying, what if, I think I might have mentioned it, but what if love was the goal? Like, there was no goal to, like, have them understand why this could be happening or, you know, there's no ulterior motive of, like, make them feel better. What if your goal was just to love and whatever happens from that is not the goal? Like, you're just... Yeah, that's crazy. Well, we're just not good at prioritizing other people's emotions, right? Like, even... Even when I'm awful, you're dealing with that. someone that's grieving or going through something hard, like I don't know when your initial it. reaction, like even psychologists will tell you, like even if you've been through the exact same thing, you yeah. never say like I know what you're going oh, through. Oh yeah, no, or I understand. Ever. It's like it doesn't matter if literally the Ever. exact same thing happened to you, or if you went through something worse, because it's just like just don't want to hear it. They don't realize that yeah, that it's, you're just like selfish. Yeah, I know this. Yeah. This sucks for you. Trust me, I've been there too. It's well, like put it on involving yourself. It's crazy because I've done it. Oh, me too. I've done it so me many too. times with people, and then afterwards, I'm just like, man, I just like I w- tried to one up this guy's pain to make him feel better. Like I'm thinking, they're like, how in the world would I think that makes people feel better? Right. But it's a it's an instinct that we have. Well, we just want to we yeah, just want to fix. We want to yeah. exactly, yeah. and it's like we don't want to, and maybe we're unaware. We don't want to take the time to actually like approach it with compassion and empathy, because like we've talked about it before, but it's like even the the instincts like. I think it would just be healthy for everyone, like at least once a day, maybe to start your day. Watch a video of like, like that's why I think Jay Shetty is one of the best like follows on social media because all he does is like post like mostly inspirational, but it's a lot of just like those feel good clips of like um, a, a soldier coming home from war and surprising his kid mm. or like a baby like getting an ocular implant and being able to hear or, or voice hear for the first time. time. I love those stuff videos. like that, yeah. but it's I like watch those, those videos that make you want to cry. It's like, yeah. you could find them if you search for them, but it's like something in that. It just like, I don't know what it does to you emotionally. My favorite is the ones like where like babies, like put on these special glasses. that lets them see color or something like mm-hmm. that. And they're just like, or like I watched one yeah. where like they hear for the first time and it's funny cause it's really uncomfortable, like putting it on. Right. So they go from like this crying kind of hysterical state to just like, <gasps> yeah, like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. And, but we just, I mean, those aren't the videos it's that are so getting insane. like pushed. Those aren't the things that go viral. Most people I like know. wake up and just, they're just inundated with negativity and hate comparison. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Monkey and pox. so monkey pox is going around. It's just so helpful, but like guard yourself, but look how like silly it is when often when something happens and someone gets emotional, how quickly someone will just be like, Oh, don't cry. And it's just like, what oh, do you mean? Don't yeah. cry. Like, it's just like, if they're being I'm moved so, emotionally, cause yeah. that's just human nature. You know, people are just like, Oh, don't cry. And it's like, no man, freaking cry. Let like, it out. Feel it. Like yeah. it doesn't have to be good I, or bad, no matter. But it's just like, yeah. Why do we have this I'm inclination as my, humans my to just be like, don't show emotion? My daughters will cry. Like Sullivan just has been getting real emotional lately, like where you tell her that something's bad or not to do something. Her response is like to go in a different room and just start crying. <laughs> and uh, a lot of times I'll get frustrated with her. She won't stop or she's really loud, you know, and I'm just like, stop crying. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, there's definitely a better way to handle that. Mm-hmm. But me being in the moment, and totally non-empathetic like there's there's times when i'm like 
it's obvious that I need to cater to that emotion and I do, but then like, I wonder, I wonder how to be empathetic when you're trying to like, be like, you know, just stop freaking crying. Like, this is not a reason to be crying. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's tough. Oh, I mean, on a smaller scale, that's like, like everyone's problems are relative. So whatever Sullivan's crying about, it, it's it a big problem. It's to important her. to her. Yeah. yeah. So whatever it takes to like get to there. That is so hard because there are people like that, adults, that have real small problems. Yeah. And right. it's because their life is good. Like yeah. It's because their life's going real well. They're successful or whatever. And you're just like, I love that. Like, it's it's crazy to me when you have someone who's in a better position in life and they like tell you one of their problems, expecting you to be empathetic, and mm -hmm. you're just like. Okay, like, like whatever. <laughs> no, that struggle, that's a struggle for me because I'm a big perspective guy. So, like, yeah. someone says that to me, I immediately am like, okay, well, there's 50,000 people who didn't eat anything today. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, like, what's your perspective right now? But then yeah. it's that like, comes off it's as like, oh, so, you know like, what? The oh, you don't even The care. impeller on my boat broke, you know? It's like, mm -hmm. it's like, oh, and I've been having to deal with it, and this is, you know, right. it's like, oh, uh, well, Okay. So the, it's like, like the ability is, to like, like, how can I love that person? Like you have to like fluctuate between. I've been trying to get better relatively at that because people's problems. I do like, I do have like a pretty short, like bullshit leash when it comes to like empathizing with people's mm -hmm. stupid problems. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I've been trying to get better with that because it's like, it's like you said, people just want to know that, you're listening or they, they're loved and whatever. Right. And that's crazy because when you think about what you were saying, like uh, w about love being the uh, whole idea, mm -hmm. like what if the Bible is just the whole thing just is pointing us to love mm -hmm. and we get caught up in the details. A hundred percent. And so we're just, which the Bible may exist just to bring context around the, here's what happens when you don't have love. And then there's bunches of examples of that. Sure. And then, like, here's what happens, you know, the, here's the idea, and this is how you can live the perfect life is just love. But then if you what, – what I've learned is, like, okay, if love is the goal, love your neighbor as you love yourself, then there, that gets into, like, what is love? And then you hear love is patient, love is kind, and then you get into what does that require? Like, it's also – it's complex, too, so, like – if you were to study love, like I feel like you would learn so much about how to be able to switch your yeah. relative, you know, well, even like fluctuating ability to relate to people, no matter what the problem looks like to you, to be able to yeah. love someone whose boat propeller just broke and someone whose parent just died and someone who just got their house taken from them. Like that, that is the church to me. Like, you're not, and somehow in that journey, you're not self-righteous. You're not, like, it's just, it's, you can't do any of that without God, you know? I'm not being self-righteous is a hard thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. H humility. Humility is tough. And then the courage to, like, go do it to people you don't know. How do you love someone you don't know? Well, you know, like, it's never-ending. Um, doesn't the Greek language have, like, three different words for love? There's mm -hmm. like phileo, agape, and then there's even another one that's more of like a friend to friend kind of a thing. 
I don't know. I think we just oversimplify and we just, we use the word love for too many things. Like we've talked about a million yeah. times, but like that psychological concept of like fish love, like when we say like, I love salmon. You're just like, you don't, you don't, you, you well, like people kill that's, salmon. That's the problem. You cook them. Yeah, that's you a like, problem with, that's you the like problem with our English language. Yeah. I mean, but that becomes in the Hebrew so, language. The, 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 all those ideas are separately characterized, which is why context matters. Translation matters. Yeah. Well, every Study time you matters. say that, like, I'm just saying, I wish to in like English salmon. we had different words for I all agree. those kinds right. of yeah. We just don't, but like, think of that in that context, really that relationship love. with salmon, yeah. you're just like, no, I love this movie. I could not care less about that fish. Yeah. Right. I only care about what that can do for me, whether it's nourish me, fill me. Yeah. So it's like, we have that concept about things and now we're living in this weird world where things and people it's like this blurred line of like when we say yeah. i love someone it's like now nah, we could boil it down you love like what you get out of the relationship if you really love that person right you would like serve them more you would like, listen i love more. So having you sex. wouldn't make it all about <laughs> right. yourself it's like i love it's really i love eating salmon mm-hmm. it's not about i love salmon but we make it like yeah it's, you it's, think it's about what you're saying how do you like if you ask the average person what do you define as love where do you even get that definition from? Like you might get it from examples you've seen that you think love is or like movies or songs or like what, like how do you, so the question could be like, what is your understanding of love? Yeah. That's you huge. know, like dude, cause first Corinthians, I think you're a hundred percent right. If people actually in humility approach this genuinely wanting to actually understand what love really is, I think one of the most powerful kind of descriptions in that passage is uh, love keeps no record of right or wrong, bro. which is like, think how crazy that is. Yeah, Cause it's, it's not bonkers. only, not only does love like look at all your failures or the times you missed it. And literally like, as far as the East is from the West, you're like, they completely disassociate that. Yeah. Not only do they do that, but even like for ourselves, like, when we do something right and yeah. we feel like I just gained a little bit of equity in the relationship because yeah. like I just just one upped them. I just came home and did all of this work and I did the yard work and I did the dishes and I maybe did some of their responsibility. And it's like we have this human natural tendency to like keep score. Yeah. I was like, oh, one that's one for the good guys. Now, like I get to pull on that deposit later on in the relationship. But it really is like everything like you don't keep track of the good or the bad. And then it's and then take it even a step further. The Bible says God is love, so that is how he he approaches us. Which, if you ask the average person, I would I'm willing to assume that there's no way people view God like that. At least off of love, just love. yeah, like he doesn't keep your wrongs. Like I would argue, most people would think he's up there judging you immediately when it's like no, he literally forgets that you're wrong. Like he's the example of love. That's why. And then you even go, cause that verse, if you're married, is that what, what verse boy, is that? Where does that? It's first Corinthians 13. The yeah. Whole, so it's new Testament. That's so, your classic. So people that don't believe in the new right? covenant, that's, that becomes an issue. Like, because it's like, what's their sins are recorded. Right. You know? So it's like, they have to try to like somehow crawl their way out of that hole. <laughs> yeah. Which is, crazy crazy i just don't know how people do it without the idea of christ i mean i literally don't yeah yeah Yeah, but then you get into more of it every religion right isn't every religion like that isn't christianity the only one where it's like we basically just can accept christ and whatever and everything's yeah Yeah. 
most you know? of the other ones require you to do require works. things. Yeah. yeah. But, but it, then again, this is verse three of it. If I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, but I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. Mm-hmm. So even if you're super generous, mm-hmm. but you don't love, like that's a possibility. I almost wish I almost wish there mm-hmm. was translation of the Bible that that characterized love the way it was supposed to to. Like uh it didn't like so in a place where it talks about love like that, it would say like deep affection or or some other way of saying it rather than just love. Because we see like you could read the word and the word is technically gonna mean the same thing in your mind every time you read it because you're not thinking of it any other way. Well, yeah, that's good. The the one First Corinthians thirteen four gets into so the word won't change, but how you view the word might like when it talks about I'm sure you've heard it a million times, but it's patient, it's kind, doesn't boast. It's that's the best yeah. yeah. Where it like describes what love it defines what love should be, right? Instead of just like, oh, I love that. Now you're like, am I being patient in my kind? The problem is like- It is uh, not irritable. Uh, Bro, so what? The definition, I get irritated all the time. The definition uh, of this well, in the dictionary- So that's how you have to reverse engineer. So when you feel like, you feel those moments of irritation, it's like, okay, that's now meant to like pause, reflect, and like, like that's, I think that, that whole aspect of taking every thought captive, like it's like, right. become aware of thoughts like- Moments of irritation those aren't supposed to be there. Right. So then, or you're if like, they are there, it's an indicator. So exactly, what is this telling me? And then it's like, what am I irritated about? Is it just because like I want the other person to hold up their end of the bargain, or I don't want to? Like, what's it rooted in? I think when you when you want real life change, your ability to recognize that you're doing that is crucial. Like once you can see it, you can label it, you can. Well, and if, if your partner is not also at that level and also dedicated, like you can't even bring these things up because then it's it's like, you're going to just, you're, you can't even have the right conversation because I think that's why, like probably why the Bible gets into the whole, like unyoked with an unbeliever. Like, as far as I understand it, it's talking about like yoking two oxen together. And it's like, if you don't, if those two ox aren't on the same page, then like it's going to be a nightmare trying to plow that field. Yeah. Like so it's like you you have to be on the same page and I think these are things that probably don't come up in most people's lives until later probably I would say most people I mean maybe we'll say just generally most people aren't thinking about these things in their teens. You know, most of us are just overwhelmed with passion and emotion as young people and yeah. then like these things and so the, many people have to hash this stuff out in marriage because they're just up. like we or it hashes itself out. Or or later in life. I think a lot of that is because people haven't redefined love exactly. for themselves. Because the definition of love, most people would describe love as an emotion. I mean, and it, it is in, in lots of ways described that way. Right. Um, and so in the, an intense feeling of deep affection. Like that's all the dictionary requires for love. Or a great interest in pleasure in something. <laughs> I mean... Right. Like it's so what are you letting it That define? is not even close to the definition you just described. Right. It's just so when people are being told or taught like this is what love is and it's just like no, it's really that. Like you know, that's how we should be loving. And in that case you're really it's almost like you'd want to use it more sparingly like oh, I shouldn't say this about certain things. Right. Well, the other part of it is like you could just you, be like if you're weirded out by like it doesn't match up. Okay, well Test it. Like, if you have 
if you're married or you want to be married, but something that's hindering you from marrying someone is the thought of, well, I'm not going to be able to love them every day. Like marriage to me is an ultimate example for lots of things. Yeah. That you're not going to feel that all the time. But lo- love is also a commitment. Yeah, so that's why that part this of makes love more sense to me. Than that, that part of love is like you'll always have that as long as you're always committed. Right. To your wife. That's what I'm saying. But yeah. because well, there's inherent. If it's just a feeling, like if you're just banking on, I'm no, going to feel yeah. like I love you all the time. If it's a feeling, then you're going to be wrong. I don't love all. There's a lot yeah. of times I don't and, love. And the, <laughs> if that right. was the way. But, but this it even says love endures through every circumstance. Right. So if even if I don't feel it, it endures because that's a part of every circumstance. And I think this is why I think. In my mind, Christianity is the only thing that makes sense because the guy who wrote this or the God who inspired this came down to show us, like for the example I think about is when he was going to the cross and he's like, I don't, basically, I don't want to do this, but I still choose to. Mm -hmm. Like if Jesus didn't show me that example of that, I would be a trash husband (laughs) And, and a very condensed like version of what that means to me. Yeah. I don't feel like doing it, but I still choose you anyways. A lot of people do think that God was, uh, Jesus being God would have just like, you know, your will is my will father. And you know, we're just perfectly in sync. And this is just something that I am just compelled to do. Right. But no, he shows his human right. suffering and emotion behind it. Like, Oh, I don't want to do this, you know, <laughs> any other way, please. And I'm sure he was like real hungry in the desert. You know, I mean, I'm just yeah. like, I, I, it, I, I think Bible probably downplays some of that. Yeah. He was probably suffering. Um, but yeah, it's, it's nuts. But then, yeah. And, and then ultimately to still fall back to like, yeah, your will over mine. It's just like, it blows my mind. Cause I'm like, I don't know if I could, if I could do that. You know, so like with another human, you're saying, or with Jesus, like you're like, I couldn't have done what Jesus did. Sure. You know, like, yeah, it just makes you realize, okay, that is love personified. And how, even though I'm going to fail all the time, I'm going to get up and try and match that as much as I can because he did it. Right. So it's just, it's a lot, but. The overall question is, what's your relationship of love? Or what's your understanding of love? Because that can change everything. It's Yeah, it's incredibly nuanced because there's like a there's a cooperative element to it where, you know, you have this dynamic of lovers or, you know, whatever. But then there's also a very individual aspect of it, which is like I was reading through that First Corinthians 13 and right there, verse 11 says, when I was a child, I spoke about childish matters for I saw things like a child and reasoned like a child. But the day came when I matured and I set aside my childish ways. Like mm-hmm. there has to be this commitment uh, to on every party involved in any relationship. Like when you talk about like, if it really is rooted in love where it's like, we have to have the ability to like genuinely say like, was that something you said or did out of like, like what, what, where did that come from? What did it come from? Like childish ways from immature thinking yeah. or patterns. The Imagine a is, relationship where you could talk like that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what like, <laughs> let's get down. What Cause I like about? to be very logical about that stuff. And regardless, like I understand that the emotions are real and that's, that's a, a thing, but it's like, 
I, maybe I just have, maybe it's a spectrum. Maybe I just have a lot of value on that personal responsibility of like, if something did something that wronged you or you felt violated, you or the relationship, like a, you need to voice that. Like the worst thing you can do is hide it. Mm -hmm. And then B also be able to talk about it in a way where you're not attacking the person, but you're just like genuinely like this happened. And we hear it all the time. Which also requires made me feel this way. And it's not like coming at them like needing it's it's not even like needing an apology. It's like you've already worked that out in yourself. But it's like two two people that really and I don't know. Yeah. Very uncommon in my in my experience. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. We're we're over an hour and a half somehow. That ended up being good. We got there. We got there. (laughs) First forty five minutes were whatever. Um, yeah, I don't, yeah. Oh, one thing I wanted to mention, there was, uh, I think last night, I think we just been hanging out and stuff, just with the people we were with. Like, I think Christina is open to the idea of me trying ayahuasca. <laughs> so. I don't know what that is. That's a. Dude. I want to do it. That's a whole separate. I mean, that, I would, that's that. So like Tony Robbins talks about it a lot. Mm-hmm. Like maybe not. Maybe it's not the first thing he talks about at his his conventions and stuff, but he's on, um, I think it was Mike Tyson's podcast. There was a clip of him Mm -hmm. talking about it. I was just like, yeah. Well, because, and my understanding, he does it multiple times a year or whatever. I don't know how often he does it. And a lot of that stuff stems from everyone talks about how you're just not the same after it changes you. I mean, most people, that, I don't know a ton of people personally that have done it, but a lot of a lot of people that they just basically say it it whether you like it or not, it's gonna get your priorities back in place. Like it's like for real. Mm. So ayahuasca is like this. Um, it's just a mixture of different plants and herbs or whatever uh, that you drink, and it's a big like tribal thing. Like so, it was it was big in certain like a rite of passage certain thing. Tribes. A lot of yeah, but. It's such, Native a, American, it's such I a think. it's like it's such a profound mental experience that a lot of people will do it just to basically come back and get their perspective, like the right perspective on life. Hmm. And so, yeah, I don't know. It's a psychedelic, so some people, you know, have reservations about that. Um, hmm. But either way, like it's supposed to be a positive experience. Hmm. So, but anyway, because it's psychedelic, then, you know, it's just, it's just this taboo thing about it. But well, I, so I know Rogan goes into a lot of, we don't need to go into this, but there's people who were responsible for like even studying some of the Dead Sea Scrolls and people like that. And I mean, it's a much, it's much more taboo now, but a lot of people, um, we talked subscribe about to the belief of like a lot of, a lot of primitive cultures, especially around Jesus time, like in that area, like the Greek culture, like they would have these spiked wines that they would put right. things in and that would kind of, I forget, is it Elysius something? Give them this collective experience. And well, people talked about, people have talked about burning bush and if that was like an acacia bush and it released like psychedelics and it like, I mean, which he really did. So you got, <laughs> yeah, no, because the people, people have said they like right. people have done ayahuasca, like not believing in God whatsoever. And then come out of it. Like there's definitely a God. Like it was, it's just crazy. Like, cause people, it's like yeah. they've experienced him in some way through this trip. So it's crazy, which I don't even have a problem with like people saying that the acacia bush or whatever, the burning bush, you know, we'll was, never know. was it, I mean, 
was psychedelic. I mean, that's a that's a crazy idea, but I don't think it invalidates anything, you know, well, about, that's about the, hard the story. Part with, like plant but, medicines, but people, people do that though. They they yeah. like they try to like say that as if explaining it is going to take power from it, and a lot of Christians just let that happen, and they're mm. like, no, that didn't. I mean, it's just like, well, that doesn't. Well, there's take anything away from the story. It's just like cool yeah. to think like, oh, yeah, that's interesting. There's maybe, definitely maybe, been, maybe that's how it happened. There's definitely been like an effort from the church and maybe more so church leadership in the organization to kind of distance scripture from any sort of like use of plant medicine. And we always use the verses like, you know, don't take anything that would alter your mind or anything like that. Like, sure. You know, so it's like well, most the reason there, those say, verses exist is because it was happening and it was taking place. It was a well, part right. of culture, right? Right. So, cause there are certain people do think that the early Christians, um, there was an element of like some of those like spiked wines and stuff like that. But we just like, that's just not a topic for discussion for most well, people. A lot of, yeah. Well, a lot of Christians will also just sit there and smoke weed together and talk about, you know, like Christianity or faith or whatever. I mean, it doesn't, I don't know. I, mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Like, I mean, it's well, even like, to, I mean, you want to kind of boil it down even further, like tobacco, like people weren't well, any smoking tobacco because no, what the, like, I mean, there was like dude, some little one, buzz or something like the number one drug that people are all addicted to in this country is served on Sunday mornings. Caffeine. Yeah. So, and that is mind altering. Like we've all experienced the effects of caffeine. So it's like, mm. if you're going to let that slide. Like you can't be like, Sunday, oh, alcohol. Sunday morning. Alcohol's doobies. bad. You're just like looking at the, how this ends. Yeah, that's well. In Denver, I'm sure in Denver they have like. Do you think there's a church out there that oh, was for sure? There is. There's a church that sells joints like right before service. Or just hands them out. No, probably not. That's funny. <laughs> that's that is hilarious. Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, who knows? Um, but yeah, I really something I really want to try. There's a do. guy uh, who's they a also said guy. too. It will relate to the burning bush thing. How they used to tie the rope to people's ankle or whatever who would walk into the holy of holies. Mm-hmm. A lot of people said that was because there was so much incense and stuff burning, they might and like pass, the, and the like wine and like all out. that stuff. Like people would just pass out. So it's like. Because they talked about the rope thing not really well, being a thing. I always like, thought that was in case presence of God killed him. Yeah, because they weren't wasn't necessarily because yeah, right, and that's that's what that's that's how the story's told. But like, there are even people saying that like the rope thing just doesn't even isn't even congruent with scripture. Mm. So I I don't know if I don't mm. even know like I don't know who made that up along the way. But it's the thing so is, hard like, so the only time the only time God killed someone was outside the tabernacle, and I believe they just were consumed with fire. Right, I forget who it was. But I, I, the example of that in the text that happened was, I think, they weren't even in the tabernacle. Are you talking about in the New Testament, like the no, Ananias Old Testament. and Sapphira? Oh. Uh, I think it was Old Testament. Yeah, not that. But I don't know. I it's mean, just, it's just a whole bunch of people, like, if they touched the ark, they would just... Pfft. Right. That was a different thing. Because there was, like, isn't there a story they were, like, literally transporting the ark back to Jerusalem, and it was, like, it was about to, like, fall over, and someone tried someone to catch it, it, and just, like, died. I should have let it fall, buddy. That that'd be also an, inter- that'd be an that interesting one, conversation. That one to have. didn't sit well with me. Yeah, no, I mean, you're just like God. He was clearly trying to was trying to help, and you just you just boom, off. Yeah, uh, it's tricky. I, maybe the guy had a heart attack in that moment, and <laughs> people just tricky. saw it as like you know this thing. I don't know, or that was just a convenient. Maybe they had to like eat him because they didn't have like, and that was just the story they told. Maybe it got so Maybe. bad that it was just like they had to like 
I, like I said, I mean, the story. <laughs> it's their only meal. Uh, just, just think Hear about think about how like important stories like that and things that are transliterated are like are decided via committee. You know, I mean, just like oh, we shouldn't put that in there. Oh, maybe we should include this. Like, I mean, you can ima- like people edit like all the time before they post articles or do. I mean, you got to imagine all that stuff was happening back then. For sure. So it's just like we won't include this part of the story. We'll include this. I don't know. Well, look this how is look, interesting because Eric said there's a lot of stuff Jesus life that happened that wasn't recorded that like right. I wish we could have known. Yeah. You know. I mean, I guess I guess that's like according to the Christian faith or that way of thinking, you would just believe that it was ultimately Holy Spirit inspired. So anything that was captured was meant to be captured and wasn't accidentally put in there. But there's a whole there's a whole conspiracy again, too about like the books that were left out of the Bible. Hard part with all that is just it. it it eventually boils down to, well, these people decided it either was or it wasn't. Yeah. And so I guess, are we going to choose to agree that, that they nailed it or, I mean, I guess you have to in yeah. some specs, but anyway, we've gone super long today. We're just three of Sorry. us. Look at that. And we didn't think we'd have anything to talk about. Yeah. There's other stuff we didn't hit that we could talk about tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, on the next one. Ooh. <laughs> Audacious. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, just a reminder to everyone listening, please like, subscribe, share everything about this podcast. If you enjoy it, you can let us know, um, or you can shoot us your thoughts, info at religiouslyoffensive.com. And, uh, yeah, we'll catch you all later. <laughs>